All right, let's go. It's Thursday. That means we're here at Cavens Group. We love being out here with Gary, Amanda, Chris, the whole crew out here. They're awesome. Duke is not here today at home resting. Uh, our uh, our Cavens official mascot, Duke the Wonder Dog. But glad to have you with us. Mike Steely here at Cavens. Parker back at the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. Cavens Group, they are the very best disaster response, gr- response group in uh, a several-state area, and they have been dominating in this market for a long time, Oklahoma City and Norman, great reputation. Here in central Oklahoma, the phone number is 405-573-3048. In northern Oklahoma, 918-282-7612, toll-free number 800-594-4437. They have been in the business now nearly 15 years. And they do uh, water extraction, structural drying, emergency response, mold testing and removal, mold-free construction, which is a new service they offer, crime scene cleanup. You have an issue, a pipe bursts in your home. You know, that season is upon us almost. Uh, Cavens is the place to call. And I've recommended, again, to put those numbers in your emergency contacts under Cavens because they are the best in the business. Again, 405 405- Five seven three thirty forty eight in the Oklahoma City metro area, northern Oklahoma, nine one eight two eight two seven six one two, and uh, throughout all of Oklahoma, Kansas, North Texas, and Arkansas, they have a toll free number as well, eight hundred five nine four forty four thirty seven. All right, Parker Thune, I'm going to ask you right now: Are the Sooners going to get to the Big Twelve championship game? You just want a yes or no answer here. Yes or no. What do you think right now? Are you feeling like the Sooners are going to find a way, win out, get some help, and get to the Big 12 championship game? Now, here's the thing. I think the Sooners are going to win out, but my answer as to whether or not they play in the Big 12 championship game is still no right now. So you you think the Horns are going to get it done, win out? I can't trust Iowa State. That is that is a team that lost to Ohio earlier in the year. Steely. It's a and long I, ways from Ohio, okay, though, sure. right it now, right? It is a long ways from Ohio. Still can't trust Matt Campbell and Iowa State, nor can I trust Dana Holgerson and Houston. So my answer is still no. I am hopeful. I am optimistic in as much so as you can be while still maintaining that the Sooners aren't going to get to Arlington. I would love to cover a game in Arlington again. Haven't been there for – a game in three years at this point. Now that I think about it, gosh, it's wild that it's been that long just because you you were used to – you became accustomed to Oklahoma yeah, playing there every absolutely. single December, and now they haven't been there since December of 2020. I, I, I think Iowa State's going to take the horns out this weekend. I think it's it's time for Texas to Texas this up. Without Jonathan Brooks – Iowa State's playing with a lot more confidence. That's going to be a crazy game Saturday night. I got that. The minute I saw the line on scores and odds Sunday, and it was at 11.5, I jumped all over it. I think it's down to 7.5 now. But I, I like wow, Iowa is State. Wow, really? To, well, yeah, yeah. Sheesh. It was at 11.5. I know. I'm like, uh, okay. That's Of course, you know, it probably looks too easy, but I don't know. Uh, greater chance of an upset, would it be – in Ames, or would it be Oklahoma State against Dana Holgerson? I would say Iowa State over Texas is more likely. But 
as a good friend put it to me in a text earlier this week, Dana Holgerson is good for one stick of dynamite every single year. (laughs) The only question is, did they use it earlier West in the Virginia? season against yeah. Texas when they got screwed by officiating? Well, yeah, the stretch? or or the West Virginia Hail Mary, right? That was a crazy game. Uh, yeah, I mean they they had a great chance to win. Maybe should have won that game against Texas. There's no doubt they got screwed on the call. But uh, what else is new in the Big Twelve? So, do we still have the big controversy out there after the announcement today? You know. Uh, which was a rule change, by the way. Uh, the Kansas State fans have to be feeling uh, pretty angry, I would think, right? I mean, I don't know. It, it just, the whole thing's been crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, so we'll see. There's some football left to be played. Uh, the Sooners, you know, here's the deal, Parker. Oklahoma, you know, they're a 24-and-a-half-point favorite this weekend, obviously in Provo. But the Sooners, have they played very well on the road when you think about no, it? No, they have not. No, they haven't. In fact, they've played quite poorly on the road. Yeah, even the Cincinnati game, I mean, there were some moments there, but that should have been a game that Oklahoma won by three touchdowns, right? Or more. But, again, they had some crazy mistakes in that game. The defense, that I played pretty well, but... You look at what the Sooners have done on the road. It hasn't been that impressive. Obviously, in the, the game in, in uh, Stillwater and Lawrence, those two games, man, it was a comedy of errors where Oklahoma, you know, did what Brent said they didn't need to do this year, and that's they beat themselves with all the turnovers and mistakes. And, again, credit to KU and, and OSU finding a way to win. But, man, that, that was a lot to do about Oklahoma not playing up to its standards. So, I don't know, but BYU's reeling. This, again, Vegas has the line at 24-and-a-half, so you would think that Oklahoma can go in there and win this game. You know, if 24-and-a-half, you cover that, that's going to be a great victory. Uh, you know, I I would think a three-touchdown victory would be nice for Oklahoma. What are you thinking? I mean, BYU, Keaton Slovis, probably not going to play unless they're, you know, playing possum with him or whatever, but... Uh, they, I mean, Iowa State went in there and absolutely dominated them. And we even talked about, you know, one of their big wins at home this year. They're 4-1 and one at home uh, against two cupcakes, and then they won. You know, they beat Tech, but Tech, you know, limited them to less than 300 yards, I think, total offense in that game, and Tech turned it over five times. So I would think that the, uh, the Sooners, you know, even if they don't play a near-perfect game, as long as they don't turn it over a bunch and commit a bunch of penalties and stupid uh, stupid plays, they should be able to go in there and at least win by three touchdowns and cover the spread. So, Well, here's the deal, Steely. If you look at the transitive property here, it is not kind to BYU. Because in the last two weeks, BYU has lost to Iowa State by 30-plus points, mm-hmm. and they have lost to West Virginia by 30-plus points. Oklahoma beat both of those teams by 30-plus points. So, if nothing else, the gap in talent is very evidently, especially at this point in the season because BYU has been banged up, the gap in sheer talent is enormous between these two teams. And so, Oklahoma's going to have to screw this up something fierce if BYU even hangs around this weekend. 
The Sooners owe BYU their 0-2 in their history. We've talked about the uh, Copper Bowl loss with Howard Schnellenberger up there, you know, with his manifesto at halftime. And then, of course, the 2009 game, which was a complete disaster with uh, Colby Clawson uh, landing on Sam Bradford on that tackle, separating his shoulder. The season went uh, went south for Oklahoma. Sammy B came back. Cotton Bowl re-injured the shoulder. You end up 7-5 and and playing in the Sun Bowl where you beat uh, Toby Gerhardt and Stanford, and their quarterback was out that day. Guy, I think he was a freshman at that time. Andrew Luck did not play in that game. But you end up 7-5, and five, and that was a team that where you had uh, Sam Bradford go down early, came back, went down again. Jermaine Gresham got hurt before the season. You still had Gerald McCoy, Ryan Broyles, DeMarco Murray, Ryan Reynolds, the late Austin Box, Travis Lewis. You had some players on that team. Tress Way was the punter. I mean, you had some players on that team. But BYU, it man, that was, uh, in terms of nightmare season openers in Sooner history, that one's got to be up there near the top. The West Virginia game in 82. All right, Jeff Hostetler coming to Owen Field. West Virginia wins. But I don't know. I'd have to look back through the books. But 2009 BYU. You know, the Sooners the previous year playing for the national championship, losing to Florida. You come back, you got a lot of hope again, and uh, everything went awry in that game at Jerry World. So, 7-5 and five that year. 14-13, to 13, they lost that game. They lost at Miami. That was the game Landry Jones threw, Landry Jones threw five picks, right? 21-20. to 20. Uh, Lose to Texas 16-13. to 13. You lose in Lincoln 10-3 to 3 that year. You got blown out in Lubbock, 41-13, to and you end up in the Sun Bowl and, again, beat Stanford. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Any big recruiting news? Got, got anything to break here? <laughs> there is, or is nothing it still, to break. It's been what, a very we, slow week. We need just a cricket sound effects. Here's the latest on recruiting in the Sooners, and then just 10 seconds of crickets. I 10 mean, seconds. That's what happens when you get 27 commits before the month of November rolls around. There's just not all that much left to do come the last yeah. couple months of the cycle. No decommits, right? There no decommits. Been a, no decommits. I mean, uh, it, it could be a perfect game for OU in that respect. And I just talked about a perfect game, which means somebody's going to decommit. But, um, you know, and you, you, you had hoped you got some, you know, like Bryant Wesco, and you hoped you were going to get Will one area, and who knows what could happen there. But freaking Missouri has become a pain in the backside. And how about Eli Drinkwitz? We stand on business, Josh. And then that dude ran from that scene so fast. He looked like freaking, you know, Usain Bolt getting out of there. Like there was a set of sprinters blocks there. Never after he- in my life have I ever imagined I would one day hear Eli Drinkwitz compared to Usain Bolt. We are breaking <laughs> new ground on this show. You saw how fast he got out of there. That was ridiculous. Send him to business, Josh Buck. Jeez. That guy, he's becoming an enemy. He's on the enemy list. Let me add him. Mule shoe, number one, Drinkwitz. Put Drinkwitz on the list. Okay, there we go. Is Jimbo off the list now that he's unemployed? Yeah, I would say Jimbo's off the list. I'm trying to think who else is on the list right now. Definitely Muleshoe. Um, You know, anybody from Tech, obviously. But um, 
Eli's definitely on that list. That guy's too much, way too much. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. Gary Cavins going to join us a little bit later on. Cavins Group, disaster response, incredible rep. Check him out online, cavinsgroup.com. Want to thank Lasher Home Comfort Systems, as always, 405-571-3119 for Lasher Home Comfort Systems, sponsoring our first hour. More Sooner football stuff on the way right here on the ref. Keep it here. Back here at Cavens Group, it is a, a Thursday here on Steelman and Thune. And uh, Cavens Group, again, be thinking about this cold weather is on the way. We're not too far away. I mean, Thanksgiving is next week. It's right around the corner. Pipes will be bursting. Mold will be growing. You need Cavens Group. They're the best at what they do. And uh, 405-573-3048 in the uh, Norman area, northern Oklahoma, 918-282. 7612 online at Cavens Group, C A V I N S, CavensGroup.com. And uh, anytime, you know, one of these unfortunate incidents happens at your home or business, they're the folks to call with the best reputation, giving back to the community. Just have uh, a sterling reputation around uh, the community and the state. And, uh, you know, they're also in uh, Kansas, North Texas, and Arkansas, Cavens Disaster Response Group. Uh, we almost had a disaster here. Um, this may be another sign that senility is setting in because as I was putting the audio clips together today, I wrote down Trey Mattire talking about the offense. Now, there's a big difference between Trey Mattire and uh, McCade Mattire, right? Uh, I. One would hope so. McCade Mattire has represented the university just a little bit better than Trey did. So I, thanks to you, I told you what clip we were going to run as we, you know, got into the commercial break, and you said McCade. I was like, "What? Oh my gosh!" I wrote it down, even as Trey Mattire. Holy cow! So thank you for saving my job. They were going to come, just you know, basically handcuff me here and take me off the radio. So uh, McCabe Mattire got the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Uh, what did you think of, you know, I can't believe Joe Harris would fist bump a guy. Did who somebody just say got, that? Well, not Oklahoma fans, of course. Oh, okay. It was, the, it was the cowboy contingent, mainly, glad I graduated at a university where the university president wouldn't support or condone that kind of behavior. Personally, I thought it was great. Yeah, you know it was what? Like, <laughs> the okay. game was over. you got to have your teammates back. And uh, I know McCade said, yeah, I lost my cool. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, but in well, the moment, it was awesome. And it's a completely different conversation if McCade swings on the dude or, like, takes a cheap shot at his knee yeah. or something. All he did was get up in his face, give him a shove, give him the business. Because that dude had just laid out Drake Stoops and then stood over him. Joe Harris gave McCade Mattire a fist bump because McCade Mattire went about dealing with that situation exactly the way you would want one of your six foot five, 320-pound dudes up front to do. What do you think uh, Joe Harris said as he went by, like Libon University and then Probably. fist bumped him or yeah. something like that, or Boomer? I don't know. 
But uh, I liked it myself. Here's McCabe Natire talking about the offense last week. They've got a good feeling, obviously headed to Provo after what they did with West Virginia last week. No, I think everyone played well. Drake played amazing. Uh, Dylan did. Jacob Sexton, me and him had really good chemistry uh, on the right side, and we ran for over six yards of carry, which is something that we've been trying to do all season. And so that was a really good, you know, our, our highest point in the run game that we've had all season. And we're moving guys, and we're doing a good job. I think it showed what our offense can do, you know, against – and West Virginia's a good team. So it's not something to, you know – wave your hand out or anything. I think they are a good team, and we did put points on them and put yards on them like that. And we did it in a fast manner. I mean, we had one minute less of possession time than they did the, the entire game, and we doubled every single category. So, uh, yeah, I think that just goes to show the high-power offense that we have and that we can be. So we should keep it up. With the run game. That guy studied the box score right there. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And that was nice. I can't believe I didn't clip that last part off. Jeez, what an amateur. I'm losing my mind. Uh, Ortho Central Clip of the Week right there from McCade Mattire. Oh, Clip of the Week. Hello. See, I have no idea what I'm doing today. It's the Clip of the Day. It may be the Clip of the Week. You never know. It could be. You know what I'm looking for, though, by the way? Clip of the Month belongs to Drake Stoops. Yes. A clip of the... Clip of uh, the millennium belongs to Drake Stoops, wow. I believe. Yeah. But I'm looking for a dumbass clip of the week for tomorrow. I'm striking out so far. So I've got to come up with something. And you can't go, we stand on business, Josh. That's too, you know, it's not, it's cringy, yes, particularly with the uh, turnaround and sprint away as quickly as possible, hoping that Hypel doesn't come after me, which uh, Eli Drinkwitz did. But uh, I may have to go back to the archives. We'll see. We anyway, could play that... something from Greg, Greg Swaim. I mean, that's evergreen. You don't want to get any Greg Swaim audio. I don't think I've ever heard any Greg Swaim audio. Is is he a real person? Oh, he's real. Yeah. He, you know what he says? He's got like one million people listening, right? Everybody, you would think everybody on the planet's listening, right? Based on the claims. Has no shame in just boldly lying. You know what? That's kind of our society now, though, right? Just lie as much as possible, and people will eventually believe it. Just lie. Just lie. Kids, just lie. Oh, boy, Steely's getting political. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about Paul. I'm talking about everything. You know, just make something up. And hope that people believe it. All right, so that was our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central Clinics in Norman and Midwest City forever now, doing a great job. Now they're available in Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. They have the best rep for treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Should we go to the text line, 405-651-3439? Kadippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Here's a text from K-Dub in the 918. Okay. Uh, this it's, a, it's kind of an old text. He sent this in almost 15 minutes ago. But his text was, I'm all aboard the DG train. Love that kid. Grateful he came here. But what is his best road performance against an actual football team? Nebraska last year, maybe? No, okay, That's no, what I was I, thinking. Well, it's Texas Tech last year. Gabriel went to Lubbock and threw for 448 yards and six touchdowns. So, again, mm. and look, I, I know – I know his performances against Oklahoma State and Kansas were not stellar. However, one could argue, and I would argue, that was more on Jeff Levy's shoulders than Dylan Gabriel. If he lets Dylan Gabriel off the leash a little bit more in those games, I expect that Gabriel 
would have had a much better performance than he did in both of those contests. And he rushed for three touchdowns against Kansas. So the guy has still found ways to get it done, even when the game plan doesn't do him any explicit favors. Yeah, he was really good last week. Clearly eight, got eight touchdowns, five through the air, three on the ground. Uh, I hope that they just go out there and, you know, Jeff Levy calls the game aggressively. It's been a much different week for Jeff Levy. Look, anytime you win as decisively as they did, 59-20, to 20, you're not going to hear uh, much complaining about the play calls. But I just thought they they let their athletes go play. And having Gavin Sawchuk emerge in the running game as not only a guy, you know, that uh, – is able to, you know, get uh, you know get some good yardage, but also when we see him making guys miss, breaking tackles, and extending runs that might have been eight to ten yards to twenty plus, that's what they've been missing, and that again is what Eric Gray did so well last year. You remember we've talked about this again time and time again, but Eric Gray, it seemed like the year before his senior year. Uh, you know, there's some open field. There's one guy he's got to beat, and he gets tackled, a shoestring tackle, or he can't make him miss. And then Eric Gray had developed the, the better spin move, kind of the plant and cuts, uh, and he was able to turn, you know, a nice gain into really, you know, a chunk play. And that's what we saw from Gavin Sawchuk, who has great speed. And um, now that they've got that running game going, uh, that makes life so much easier for Dylan Gabriel and, uh, you know, you don't have to throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage and hope that Jalil Farouk or whoever is going to have to make somebody miss. When you have the running game where you can do that, that helps. So uh, it just feels like that running game's in a groove right now, Parker, which Sooner fans have been anxiously awaiting. That running game, I would think, is going to take precedence offensively against BYU tomorrow because especially up in the altitude you would think the Sooners aren't going to run with the same kind of pace as they typically do not to say that they're going to slow things all the way down and run the triple option right you're still going to get the same Oklahoma offense but I do think you're going to see more rotation than usual and you're going to see them move a little bit slower than maybe they otherwise would because of the altitude factor and for anybody that's been up in the mountains you know the altitude thing is legit. It's not something that's being overblown. Altitude matters when you're doing high-endurance physical activity like playing football. Absolutely. When are you uh, When are you leaving for Provo? I am leaving for Provo the second we're off air, Steely. Or I should say the second I'm off air at 3, 3 o'clock. How long's the drive? Uh, to the Blue Meth capital of the United States, Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's about eight hours. So you're only going to Albuquerque, point me in the direction of Albuquerque later today, and then you go from Albuquerque. Will you go to A1 Car Wash? I don't know about A1 Car Wash. Los Poyos Hermanos is on the table. Yeah, there you go. Uh, There you go. All right, uh, we got a break right here. Caven's group, Caven's disaster group. Gary, I believe, will join us a little bit later. We do have Caden McFarland coming up today at 135 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. Where does that BYU game rank in terms of the most disappointing losses? You know, 
That was an opener, right? I'm almost that was a season opener. Yes. Maybe maybe that West Virginia for me. What do you guys think? 405-651-3439. There aren't a lot to choose from. We'll be right back here on the ref. If you're in your 40s or older like myself, you're thinking about your vision, having some issues, a little blurriness, can't focus, just needs to be better, let me introduce you to the new LASIK. It's quite simply lens replacement. Lens replacement provides a permanent fix to your visionary needs, and unlike LASIK, which often leads patients, again, in a bad spot sometimes after that procedure, they're still needing uh, reading glasses or adjusting to monovision is also a problem. Lens replacement can eliminate the need for additional eyewear after your surgery, and that's what we're all looking for, right? The best part of the whole deal with lens replacement is you will never need a cataract surgery. That's big. Lens replacement with the new LASIK, a major leap forward in vision correction. So if you're ready to see 2020, then check out the new LASIK available at thenewlasik.com. You know, I was thinking about that uh, 2009 game at Jerry World, BYU wins, 14-13. Colby Clawson was the uh, player who uh, who landed on Sam Bradford, and then we had the separated shoulder situation. Landry Jones comes in. Sam Bradford came back in the Cotton Bowl, got hit on the corner blitz. Shoulder goes out again, 7-5 and five for Oklahoma. But I, I don't think I hear people talking about Colby Clawson like he's one of the uh, the opposing players. Because I don't think it was a dirty hit. He kind of stood over him maybe a little bit, but it wasn't a dirty hit. So you really don't hear his name when you think about opposing players who beat in Oklahoma that you still have nightmares about. Now, one that really gets on your nerves, like Earl Campbell at Texas. He was just great, right? Or somebody else who was a really great player. Um, like for me, I don't know. I would think like Rick Burns at Nebraska. He had a great day on the ground against Oklahoma in that 1978 win in Lincoln. I believe that Sooner team was the best team in the country, and they fumbled around all day and got beat by Nebraska or probably would have won uh, a national championship. So like Rick Burns would be one for me. Just an annoying play. Brecken Hager, you know, but Brecken Hager – didn't really respect his game enough, but I don't. You, you never, you know. You could probably ask nine out of ten Sooner fans. Maybe I'm wrong, but wouldn't be able to remember who had the hit on Sam Bradford. Just that it happened in that game in Jerry World against BYU. All right, four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Did you ever have a player Parker as a kid that you just didn't like because they beat your team? Oh, I'm trying to think. Honestly, Steely, what here and here's why I don't think Kobe Clawson is a household name among Sooner fans. It's because that year it was less about the initial injury against BYU and more about the re injury against Texas, if you yeah. recall. I can yeah. still remember who it was. It was Aaron Williams mm-hmm. that hit Sam Bradford. Uh, at the Cotton Bowl and re-injured his shoulder, and that's what kept him out for the remainder of the year. Bradford had come back after only missing, what, two games? I think that's right, that yeah. BYU loss, and so Oklahoma still had a lot out in front of them at that point. And so I don't think folks look at it as, oh, Kobe Clawson was the one that kind of derailed Oklahoma's season, as Aaron Williams is the one that derailed Oklahoma's season. 
Here, okay, here's what happened. Uh, went ahead and Googled it up. They played Idaho State after BYU. Then they played Tulsa. Then they went to Miami, the rough night for Landry Jones. And then they played Baylor at home. So he actually, there were four games in between the BYU game and the Texas game. But, yeah, and it, it was a Aaron Williams came in untouched, right, if I remember right. Oh, yeah. Pretty Completely much. Completely unscathed. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the minute Bradford went down, you know, the south part of the stadium, there was a collective gasp, and I think um, everybody knew that's not good, and it certainly wasn't. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's get there and see what uh, the ref army has on their mind. Jim and Casper says, Peter Gardner never lost to OU. Peter the Great, yes. I did a few uh, shows with Peter Gardere back in the day. Really? We, yeah, well, we had at uh, at the old place, we would have some Sooner players on. And, uh, you know, Peter Gardere, somehow they got him to come on. I don't know why they booked him, but they did. Super nice guy. Average Texas quarterback, but undefeated against Oklahoma. But really good dude, and yeah. That was uh, the Gary Gibbs era, and uh, that, he found a way to beat Oklahoma every single time. That's a good call right there. Excellent call. Big Sky Sooner says Nolan Cromwell. 1975 quarterback for that Kansas team that beat Oklahoma 23-3. And Kansas, if I remember right, I don't think they threw the football one time in that game. And Nolan Cromwell... Uh, ended up being a, you know, known for his days in the NFL being an all-pro safety. I'm not sure if Nolan Cromwell ever made it to the Hall of Fame, but he was was several times an all-pro. I know that. I'd have to Google it up. But, yeah, that's another good one. Jeff from OKC says, Charlie Cosmer from Iowa State. That is a name I am not familiar with. Was that the quarterback that, like, the – Walk on QB. I'm trying to remember if that's who it was. Somebody will help us out on the text line. Charlie Cosmer. That is not a name I know. Uh, Patrick says, my ex had her ex here for the BYU game. He wished for that hit on Bradford. He cursed us because I took his wife who was separated. This game is payback. (laughs) That's a heck of a payback right there. Are they going to get uh, you guys down there uh, at field level in the media? Will you get brownies and ice cream too? Do you know? I hope so. I bet I'll climb up in the stands. I don't care. What are you going to do with your camera? I mean, can you eat the ice cream? You might get an ice cream headache. Uh, I don't, I don't think I'll get. I don't think I'll get an ice cream headache. You might get an ice cream headache. That be very careful. Many are, are saying Vinny Testaverde. Vinny Testaverde, yeah, two wins, one in the Norman and one, uh, you know, the next year uh, in the uh, Orange Bowl. That's a good call. Ian Johnson, that's another name kind of oh, expecting yes, to see. Yes, or Jared freaking Zabransky, that ginger in the Fiesta Bowl. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but gingers are just very gingery. Jay in Tulsa says, how about Dicker the Kicker? Yeah, he was. Uh, he's he's probably on the list. I like any Ian Johnson. I would probably go maybe Jared Zabransky over Ian Johnson, but I can under I can understand the sentiment. 
Ronnie Crimson says, I could not stand Bryce Petty or Brandon Whedon. Bryce Petty, Baylor, uh, Brandon Whedon, man. It, what did Brandon Whedon, you know, was in the Yankees organization for a while. Didn't he come back to OSU at like 23 years old or whatever? He was older uh, than that. I, th- I think he was 26. Was he really when he came back? Wow. We'd have to Google that, too. I, I trust you, though. But Brandon Whedon's a good dude. He's a good dude, and he was a really good quarterback. That was a that was a fantastic Oklahoma State team, man. Friday night in Ames, you know, uh, and that, that field goal that missed it by that much. But that was a heck of a team. Jordan Shipley, that's another name that I've seen repeatedly amongst Shipley, these texts. Shipley was a good player. How about Case McCoy? You think of Colt McCoy, but oh, you got beat by Case McCoy. How long did he hang on to the starting job there? It wasn't long. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I don't think it was that long. But that was one of those days where, like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. But I like the uh, the Peter Gardner calls good. You know, you can go Ian Johnson or Jared Zabransky, the quarterback. You know, for for Boise, that was a tough night for Sooner fans, most definitely. All right, uh, let's take a break right here. Stay on schedule. Here at Cabin's Group, you know, Gary and Jessica, they've got a great business here. They're doing well. The business is thriving because they work there. You know what's off. And they stay ahead of everybody else in terms of the tech and everything they do. But they also give back nearly a half million dollars to the community over the last five years. That's big time. That is big time. You know, some of these national companies – and I doing any of that. They are here at Cavens Group. That's one of the things that makes them the best. Coming right back here on the ref. Okay, welcome back here to Cavens Group. Riverwind Casino always has uh, you know great ways for you to go out there and win money. They even give you uh, you know some suggestions how to get out there and give yourself a better chance to win by playing with your wild card. And uh, we are talking about the 100K, $100,000 electric winnings promotion happening right now. The drawings are Saturday nights in November. We have two more of them. Not only can you go out there and win your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play, they're giving away, but what about the grand prizes on Saturday night? All right. Uh, When they have the drawings right before midnight, lucky patrons are going to play a game, and the winner is going to get an 85-inch smart TV, the very best with a great sound system, Google TV, plus $600 in bonus play. This is a prize package, not including the $600 in bonus play, that is worth nearly $4,000. So get out there, play with your wild card, be there for the drawings, hopefully hear your name called Saturday night in the 100K Electric Winnings promotion. We've got shows at the Showplace Theater this Saturday night, 7 o'clock, Justin Moore, in December, Pete Davidson, Sunday, December 3rd. Lee Bryce, Friday, December 15th. Ron Weitz, Saturday, December 30th. Midland on New Year's Eve, which falls on a Sunday, December 31st. Then in January, as we usher in the new year, Boys to Men, Friday, January 12th. Clay Walker on a Saturday, January 13th. Joe Coy, the comedian, recently uh, featured on the uh, 60 Years of the uh, Improv special on Netflix. Netflix. Now, Netflix. Netflix. Netflix would be, it's a totally different service, by the way. A lot more expensive. Netflix, though. Joe Coy was on that special. Uh, he'll be there in January. In February, Air Supply 
Scotty McCreary, I told you I hate this equipment. I don't like the headphones with this equipment. It's messing me up big time. And then uh, we also have Jim Gaffigan coming in March. I don't like the uh, – I'm an analog man using digital equipment. That's the problem. That is the problem. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet Tax Line. Let's do it. Uh, more nightmares coming back to memory as Sooner fans throw name after name out there. Players that haunted Oklahoma in years gone by. Darren Sproles. I'm kind of surprised it took that long for Darren Sproles to get mentioned. Yeah, man, Sproles was so good. So good. And then uh, Deuce Vaughn comes around. He was he was kind of a problem, too. But Darren Sproles, yeah. And you think about that uh, Big 12 championship game at Arrowhead, you know, 35-7. That was not fun. Jim in OKC says, Backup running back, Roland Sales from Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Roland Sales, a freshman. That was a nightmare game. The Sooners had a chance possibly to win a national championship, winning that game. And they got, was it 31-6, to I believe, was the final in that Rose in that uh, Orange Bowl in Miami. Roland Sales, I think, ran for 207 yards. And... Uh, the Sooners didn't coach well, play well. I think they partied very well, and that was part of the problem. But, yeah, they got they got hammered by the Hogs that night. That's a good call. Uh, Brendan Radley-Hiles. <laughs> Bookie. <laughs> oh, we man. got two texts almost simultaneously. Brendan Radley-Hiles. Remember the early comparisons? Bookie could be the next Honey Badger. Yeah, no. That yeah, now didn't, didn't happen. The next didn't Honey happen. Badger might be on Oklahoma's roster here in 2023, though. Peyton Bowen? It's, it's not Brandon Radley-Hiles, though. Peyton Bowen? And it was never going to be Brandon Radley-Hiles. Yes, I'm, I'm referring to Peyton Bowen. Mm-hmm. E. Freaky from Illinois says Zach Schmidt. Ooh. Uh, Tyreek Hill, obviously there's one. Yeah. Ohio Sooner says Johnny Manziel. Oh. Uh. Losing to that D-bag, that was difficult, too. And then, you know, he's pictured with a roll of hundreds and everything. Johnny Manziel, you knew that plane was going to crash eventually, though, right? I, I mean, yeah, it was just a matter of when. Yeah, yeah. It did not take long once he got to the NFL. A 405 listener says, we won, but, man, did Brad Smith have a night against us in 2002 in Columbia. Yeah, Brad Smith was a good player. No doubt about it. That was his freshman year, wasn't it? I believe it was. Missouri's become the enemy again, though. Freaking Eli Drinkwitz, that guy. Oh. KJ. no business, Josh. Bye. Oh, yeah. That would... I, I, I don't want to give Drink any more of a platform than he has. He is a mega nerd. KJ says Tavon Austin is still running free. Another guy that Oklahoma didn't actually lose to, but that had an enormous day. Uh, I knew we were going to get this one eventually. Davis Bevel. <laughs> oh, no. We got to give Davis Bevel a break now, right? I mean, it was a tough day in the Cotton Bowl. It was not pretty. But you know what? He does have Alex Storacco, and uh, they look like they're tighter than Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey right now. So good for Davis Bevel. 
Tyler from Kellyville says Reggie Bush. Another 405 listener says Lendale White. Now we're getting back in the mid-2000s. Oh, ooh, here's an underrated one. I actually really like this one from a listener in the 580. Noah Brown, current Houston Texan, had four touchdowns against OU and Norman. Yeah, Noah Brown went off that night. Wait a minute. I can, I'm, why can't I remember Noah Brown? It's probably old man memory, but refresh me. Yeah, 2016, Ohio All State right. came to Norman. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 And I can't remember. I, I think it was Micaiah Quick that he just exposed that night. I was See, I was thinking of Big 12 opponents. I wasn't thinking. So it didn't ring a bell at first, but that was the Austin Kendall game. Basic defense, right? Austin Kendall? Yeah, the, uh, the Austin Kendall Classic. Remember he said in the, one of the interviews, well, you know, they pretty much have a basic defense. And uh, all the Ohio State players were holding up the basic defense sign after the game. That was the game in Norman, right? Austin Kendall was around then? Yes. Interesting. I wonder, I wonder if Plank was involved in that interview. Plank, if you were involved in that interview and you caused the Austin Kendall incident, let us know. I'm trying to remember, but I thought it was like on one of the Sooner Sports produced shows. Interesting. Yeah. So that's where the basic defense deal came up. And then, of course, the next year up at the Horseshoe is a different story. So that's a good call. Man, our listeners are smart, really smart. Coming up with some that I forgot that I should have remembered. That's a good one. And uh, you guys did a great job. All right, we're here at Cavens Group on a Thursday. Want to thank Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our first hour. Another hour to go. Cade McFarland at 135. Keep it here. We are here at Cavens Group on a Thursday. Great reputation for Cavens Disaster Response Group. Water extraction, structural drying, emergency response, mold testing and removal, mold-free construction, a brand-new service, crime scene cleanup. They are the best. Ratings are awesome for Cavens Group because they treat people right. They give back to the community. They're just a great business with good people. Gary, Jessica, Amanda, Chris, everybody here. Chris Smith also. My uh, fellow Norman Tiger alum heads up the roofing department. They'll do a great job for you as well. Check out everything they offer at Cavens Group, C-A-V-I-N-S, CavensGroup.com. If you have an emergency, a pipe burst during the winter, whatever, you find mold in the house, Cavens Group. That's where you need to call. 405-573-3048. That's 405 405- 573-3048 the metro area in north oklahoma 918-282-7612 you guys on the text line i'm telling you you know i may be i may be like uh dylan gabriel and i think parker's kind of like danny stutzman but you guys are you're the rest of the team is what you are you guys are doing great with these uh we were talking about the uh, the BYU game in 2009, Jerry World. Colby Clawson uh, was the defender who hit Sam Bradford. Clean hit, and, uh, you know, Sam Bradford injures his shoulder. And then uh, in the Cotton Bowl, Sam Bradford returns, gets hit on a corner blitz by Aaron Williams, 
and um, you know the season goes to seven and five, and you end up in the Sun Bowl and you beat a Stanford team led by Toby Gerhardt, and I remember a freshman quarterback who did not play in that game, Andrew Luck. So uh, once again, it uh, it was a season that started in very, very disappointing fashion in that game at Jerry World. But we were thinking about, you know, sooner opponents, players on those teams who still haunt you. And nobody really mentions Colby Clawson. Nobody really even mentions Aaron Williams, right, Parker, that much? But that was really the one that was the uh, the final knockout blow on Sam Bradford there in Dallas. But we're getting some good suggestions, definitely. All right, before we move on, back to the text line. I want to thank uh, Oklahoma Generator, another great company with a great reputation. They're family-owned. They pride themselves on their great customer service. They are Oklahoma's most experienced service and sales staff, and they're the highest-rated and longest-operating Generac dealer. They're currently offering their new customers discounts and a free 10-year warranty with new installations at Oklahoma Generator. You can find them at okgen.com or call them at 405 405- 321-6631, Oklahoma Generator. Let's hear from uh, BYU head coach Kalani Sataki talking about Sooner quarterback Dylan Gabriel. Oh, he has tons of experience, and so you could see it. He feels really comfortable. I thought he was that way when we played him you know, years ago, and so he's he's got so much talent, and, and man, I've been really impressed with him. It's been a lot of fun. You, you, you see him in... In the the rivalry game, Red River rivalry, you know, he had a great showing. He's doing some really good things, um, leading his team. Uh, you know, we, we're we're going to have to play at our best, uh, but he's not a guy that you can just that you can think you're gonna. He's going to lose his composure. He's very poised, and even more now with all the experience that he has, very comfortable in the system, and give a lot of credit to Oklahoma. I think they're putting him in a position where he thrives, where they're utilizing his strengths. There you go. And uh, DG had a great game last week, five TDs through the air, three on the ground, showed his toughness, took up for his teammate Drake Stoops. And uh, I love seeing, again, that running game. I don't know why we really didn't see that in Stillwater, but – you know, when he's a double threat, that helps Oklahoma. And, again, with Gavin Sawchuk running the football as he has the past couple games and the offensive line coming together, keep in mind they played last week without Tyler Guyton, who's projected, projected to be, you know, possibly a late first-round pick. Um, and that offensive line did a really good job against West Virginia. And, uh, you know, if you can get – you know, chunk plays in the running game like that, that makes life a lot easier for Dylan Gabriel. You're seeing more balls thrown down the field, not behind the line of scrimmage, which is really good. Um, Parker, I, I guess the big question Sooner fans would have, you know, based on what they've seen from OU on the road, they seem to uh, go a little more conservative on the road. But I would think that the shape that BYU is in right now Get out there, man, and be aggressive. Throw the ball downfield. You know, knock people off the ball. Uh, because it looked like I thought that was the Sooners' best all-around game on both sides of the ball uh, last week. Because I, I really think West Virginia was a pretty good football team that came in with some confidence. You know, there were a lot of people picking West Virginia to win straight up last week. Yeah, there's no excuse for not burying this team on Saturday. 
Mike. There's no excuse for the Sooners not showing up to Lavelle Edwards Stadium, seizing the initiative right off the bat, putting BYU on their heels, stringing together a couple of early offensive drives to set the tone, and then coasting from there. This is not a good football team. This is not a good BYU football team. And I just what I would like to see is I would like to see the Sooners play with an aggression that I quite simply have not seen from them this year in a true road game. I'm not sure why that is. I'm not sure if that comes down to players or coaching more accurately. But the Sooners have not had that same aggressive nature on the road as they have on their home turf thus far this year. And I would like to see that trend reversed. Can we uh, can we check in again with Sam Bradford from yesterday? I should have put that on the rundown. But this clearly, ladies and gentlemen, is also a game that you want to win for Sam Bradford. You want to win for Sam Bradford. Forget about the freaking whatever, what was the stupid book, Copper Bowl they were in for, you know, Gary Gibbs and Howard Schnellenberger. This is the revenge for Sammy B game. Avenge me! Avenge me! I think that was Sam Bradford lying on the turf uh, in 2009. And it all ended up in El Paso in the Sun Bowl at 7-5. and five. All right, uh, we do have uh, some sports happening tonight. Thunder and the Golden State Warriors out in San Francisco. Nine o'clock is game time. And NBA TV, good luck with Bally Sports app. You know, really kind of hit and miss. It's really... Not good. Thunder at 7-4. and four. The Warriors, Steph will not play. He's got a knee issue. Draymond's been suspended five games. So, uh, And then they turn around and play Golden State again on Saturday night. Uh, TNT tonight, or I'm sorry, on Prime Video tonight. What am I talking about? It's on Prime Video. Thursday night football. Bengals in Baltimore. Pretty good. Pretty good. 5-4 and four for Cincy. 7-3 and three for Baltimore. But both these teams are coming off really bad losses. Bengals lost to the Texans as C.J. Stroud continued to roll, and the Ravens lost to Cleveland and led about 98% of that game before the Browns won. Uh, OU men's basketball tomorrow night, Rio Grande Valley, uh, UT Rio Grande Valley, 7 o'clock on ESPN. You'll find out a lot more about the Sooners. And, look, they look really good. They beat Central Michigan by 30. They beat Mississippi Valley State by 39. Beat Texas State by 39. They're 3-0. Clearly better. Clearly a lot more exciting, a lot more athletic. We'll find out a lot more uh, Thanksgiving Day next week when they play Iowa out in that tournament in Trangigo at uh, 2 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. And then Friday they will either play USC or Seton Hall, probably USC. USC's ranked 16 in the country, and that would be Friday at 2.30 on Fox. And that would be right after the uh, OUTCU football game. Somebody was asking, Bronny James, play. Bronny James has not played for USC, had the cardiac arrest. It's not known if he's going to play this season. He has been out kind of just shooting around with the team uh, in pregame. But, no, I I would not think that he would play against Oklahoma, and they're still unsure if he's going to play this year. But, um, anyway, uh, so far so good for Porter and company. Let's get back to the text line. 405-651-3439, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Jeff from OKC says, speaking of players you hate, I still hate Zach Taylor, and he didn't even beat OU. 
Zach Taylor, though, man, he's a Norman kid. He's Sherwood's son. Why do you not like Zach Taylor? Is there something? Did he something that I don't recall about Zach Taylor? Just there must be the the fact that he Zach started his career right at Wake Forest and then transferred to Nebraska. I can't remember. Oh, I do remember. I was on a plane getting back to uh, Oklahoma City. I think it was one of the trips to Augusta. And I wound up on the same plane, and, you know, a few seats over, there weren't many people on this plane. Zach Taylor was right there. And we had, like, a 20-minute conversation, great kid, uh, you know. And uh, he was going to Nebraska at that time, uh, headed there. And, uh, man, he's turned out to be an excellent coach in the NFL, too. So you never know. You never know. But I don't remember if he did anything specifically. 405-651-3439, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. There's always I, – I find it funny. I, I don't know how this happens, but there are, it seems like every single day there are a few texts that come in on topic like 20 minutes late as if somebody is listening on like a 20-minute delay, which I'm not sure how. But uh, that, that's not really relevant. It's just – at a very odd time, like before we looped back around to this conversation, we got a text that said, what about Cordell Stewart and Eric Bieniemy?" And another one that said Percy Harvin. It was like, oh, that's not really the current topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. But what, well, know, maybe, maybe somewhere in Oklahoma we're being syndicated on like a 15-minute delay. I guess, you know, one of the big factors was Percy Harvin did play. DeMarco Murray did not play in the uh, national championship game against Florida. Certainly was a big big factor in that game, no doubt. A listener in California says, speaking of Nebraska, Jim Pillen, 1978, recovered Billy's fumble. Just texting his name is a trigger. He's the governor of Nebraska. Jim Pillen is the governor? He is currently the governor of Nebraska. Really? See, if, if, if he doesn't pick up that fumble, he's not governor. That's probably true, actually. I mean, you see what life can do for you, people. And uh, Billy Sims gets a little bit angry, and Billy's usually, you know, not one to get totally angry. But you know, I, I remember he, he was on an interview a long time ago on a radio station far, far away. But um, I remember he said, "Quote: Why is everybody got to talk about my effing fumble?" Because there were other people who fumbled the ball. But just the one that's remembered was the one there at the three or four yard line that Jim Pillen, now governor of the state of Nebraska, recovered. So Billy Sims puts Jim Pillen in the governor's mansion there in Nebraska, pretty much. Sooner Stephen would like to know, is Tyler Guyton hurt or is he getting ready for the draft? Uh no, he's not getting ready for the draft. And trust me, if he were getting ready for the draft, he wouldn't be hanging out around the team. Brent Venables wouldn't let that happen. You yeah, quit midseason true. to get ready for the draft. Yeah, you're not wearing that jersey chilling out on the field with the rest of the squad. Uh, no, he does have a legitimate medical reason that he is sitting out. Missed the game last week. Good chance he misses the game again this week. But, no, it's not that he's just getting ready for the draft. Okay, uh, let's take a quick break right here. More text on the way. Talking more sooner. Football, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 
And, again, uh, the Ref Army, you guys do a great job each and every day. Let's take a break right here from Cavens Group on a Thursday. Love being out here. Coming right back on the home of Sooner fans. Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, always something happening. Good times, good times at Riverwind Casino. Think about uh, these shows at the Showplace Theater. We have another good one coming up Saturday evening at the Showplace. Justin Moore, think about, you know, we, it wasn't too long ago when we just reopened the Showplace Theater again with Earth, Wind, and Fire. We've had Chicago, Foreigner, we've had Collective Soul, we've had the Counting Crows. We've had Chicago, uh, Dwight Yoakam. We've had some really outstanding shows at the Showplace Theater. Justin Moore this Saturday at the Showplace in December. Pete Davidson, Lee Bryce, Ron White, and Midland as we bring in 2024. Boys to Men, uh, January 12th. Clay Walker, brand new show announced earlier this week. That'll be happening Saturday, January 13th. Comedian Joe Coy. Also in January and February, they just added an air supply show uh, Saturday, February 3rd. Brand new show they added this week in February. Scotty McCreary also in February. And they also added a show for comedian Jim Gaffigan coming up in March. So get those tickets online at Riverwind.com or at the Showplace Theater box office. And don't forget this Saturday night, two more Saturday night drawings for the 100K electric winnings promotion all right two more one this saturday and then on november 25th now in the preliminary drawings they give away a bunch of cash and bonus play all right and then in the drawings just before midnight uh they'll have two lucky patrons play a game and the winner of this matchup is going to win again this grand prize every saturday night this saturday night and the saturday night on the 25th you're going to win an 85-inch, 85-inch smart TV with a sound system, Google TV installed, uh, all of the uh, the really cool little additions already there for you on this TV. Uh, you know, it's 4K, Ultra HD. It's just the best. So you're going to win all of that and $600 in bonus play. Only happening at Riverwind Casino. Good times at Riverwind. Okay, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's go there. Bumpy Rhodes says, Steely, have you ever introduced Parker to Sergio? Sergio is a thing of the past and would probably lead to cancellation in this day and age. So I don't want the cancel culture to get me on that. So, Well, now I'm just immensely curious. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to know. It it was a, an impression, and it's one that doesn't fly in this day and age. <laughs> Fair enough. Just saying. Uh, Joel in Chandler, Arizona says, I live in Arizona. I'll be at the game, and trust me, those fans may not drink, but they'll all be hopped up on energy drinks and cookies, lots of sugar. To Wait get a minute. I thought the, there's no caffeine, right? I, you're right. Isn't that, that part is of the true. deal? You're that not is supposed part of the deal. to have caffeine. Right? That's, yeah, what Steely, I, that's my you, you understanding. Could, you could never live that way, Steely. Oh, no chance. I'd be jumping off the side of the stadium. Get me an energy drink. Can't have it. Boom. It's 
right off the side of the stadium. I got, I've got right now, I've got my Celsius sparkling watermelon right here. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Okay, 405-651. Wait a minute. Steely, what was the name of the uh, series on HBO that had the, with Bill Powell? Oh, uh, Big Love. Yeah. I, I don't think Barb and Nikki and well, Bill Paxton isn't with us anymore, right? But yeah, that was a that was an interesting series on HBO back in the day. Bill Paxton played a guy out in Utah, and he had uh, he had two wives at the time, and then he added a third wife. It was interesting. It was a pretty good series, actually. But I yeah, I don't know where that that just <laughs> came from. I guess you're thinking about. Utah, so, yeah, that was the name of the series, Big Love. All right, sorry about that. Mojo Bo says, I thought Steely went to Norman North. Did you predate Norman North, Steely? Oh, my gosh, dude. Norman North, yeah. I, dude, I graduated in 1981. We were taking, you know, a stagecoach, basically, to uh, to high school. Uphill both so ways. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I had to walk, of course, barefoot in the snow, all that stuff. No, we had, uh, yeah, I was, Shay graduated in my class. She was uh, way too, well, I was too big of an idiot back then to approach Shay. And I'm still an idiot. But I'm just not the level of idiot that I was in 1981. So I got lucky in that department. By the way, Shay's birthday's tomorrow. Happy pre-birthday to the lovely Shay. She's awesome. Okay, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, text line. A listener in the 310 says, there are energy drinks without caffeine. Zip fizz, for one. Zip like, fizz. How, how, do you, how do you sell that? How do you sell and how do you brand an energy drink without caffeine? I don't know. I mean, look what Olipop does. They do wonders, right? That is true, but that's because they build themselves as a healthier soda, and some of their sodas do have caffeine in them. <laughs> it's naturally occurring from green tea. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I was just thinking uh, <laughs> one time, this was after the Winery decision. Oh, boy. Somebody had texted me, you tell Mr. Lollipop I ain't <laughs> drinking his product ever <laughs> because of the wood. You were called Mr. Lollipop. Mr. Lollipop. Yes. Tell Mr. Lollipop that I ain't buying or drinking his product forever. The old, uh, the day, uh, that was the day after the Winery decision, or the commitment. Sheesh. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll rebrand. Maybe that'll become my new social media handle. At Mr. Lollipop. <laughs> Just... I Wear saw it you like got a badge a, of honor. You got a new delivery of Olipop, right? I did. It's delicious. Cherry now, Cola, what they, man. Did they send you, like, uh, a case of that stuff? Or does Brandon get delivered, too? Or is there, are you Mr. Olipop? I mean, I have to go and order it. Ah, okay. I, I get a heavy, heavy discount. But, yeah, I have to go and order it. Okay, let's get a couple more in. We got Cade McFarland coming up. Riverwind Casino Hotline. Next segment. A listener says, Olipop has Parker Thune as a global ambassador. That's all the branding they need. You you could be the uh, one day, maybe you'll do a Super Bowl commercial for Olipop. Who knows? That'd be amazing. 
Seven one two sooner says, "I love it." Lollipop and Pistol Pete. <laughs> uh, the new, you know, I, all I did was make a prediction. That's it. I was trying to make a bold move, which did pay off. And then you tried the to hedge your week. bets later I in the did, week. And a little did I. I should have known when Vegas, the line was like, wait a minute, Central Florida is only a two and a half point underdog. I, I should have known, but I thought, yeah, Oklahoma State will cover that, surely. And then 14 to nothing right off the bat. And then the monsoon hit. And, I mean, that was that was just a, uh, a total, absolute thrashing by UCF. So, anyway, let's see if the Cowboys come back. And it uh, be interesting to see what Dana Holgerson has up his sleeve Saturday. All right, uh, one more, or should we go to a break? Let's do one more quick one. One more quick one. Sean says, bold prediction. You pick Oklahoma State every week. That ain't true. That is, that is not true. I think uh, maybe three times. Who are you rolling with this <laughs> week? In the Royal Rumble. I went with Iowa State plus 11.5 because when I saw scores and odds Sunday, I thought, I wonder if the lines are out yet. And I saw Iowa State plus 11.5 against Texas. It's down to 7.5 now. Last I saw, I thought I'm jumping on that. So that's my lock and my upset. You, sir, are leaning towards the Longhorns. No, I doubled up on Sam Houston State again. They got me four points in the Rumble last week. I'm trusting them to do it again. Bearcats. Go Bearcats. Bearcats with a K, baby. Yep. There you go. All right. We got a break right here. Caden McFarland is going to join us when we get back. Uh, and he will be with us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. We're here at Cabin's Disaster Response Group. They do everything, and they do it better than everybody else. You've got an issue with mold. You've got an issue with a broken, busted pipe, water in the house. You need that dried, you know, crime scene cleanup. Roofing, Chris Smith will inspect your roof. They do a great job there, too, as well. Best reputation in the area here at Cabins Group. We're coming right back. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, coming in to the Notre Dame fight song, the one, the only, Caden McFarland, sports director, KJRH, Channel 2, Tulsa. Caden, have you uh, – who, who came out the – Big loser in this whole Big 12 tie-breaking situation, and how bad did the uh, Big 12 look because of all this mess, in your opinion? Well, I guess Kansas State, right? Uh, and I'm a little bit surprised by that because, I, you know, I even though OSU was able to beat Kansas State on that Friday night in Stillwater, I, I think Kansas State has uh, the best shot at maybe taking down Texas. So I'm surprised they didn't just roll with the confusing wording, which would have allowed them to put either one of those teams in. Um, yeah, they look bad. Um, it's, I, you know, I, I inherited, I came into this job in, in 08, and my guy, Big Al Jerkins, was the sports director here uh, at Channel 2 when I came in. And uh, it, I, I wasn't around very long uh, before I learned that he didn't have a very high opinion of Big 12 leadership. Um, you know, for, I guess they could have, 
the story goes way back when they could have been the first to start a TV network, right? Like the assistant or deputy commissioner maybe was was pushing that at the time. Right. Uh, and they didn't get ahead of the curve on that. And, and just at, at every turn, they seem to find a way to, to bungle things more often than not. This is just even like, like I've, I've lauded, uh, you know, Brett Yormark or the, you know, the hiring of Brett Yormark and what he's been able to do so far and how it's been forward thinking. But I mean, it's just another example of what this league has done for a really long time now in terms of they just, they're not ahead of the curve. Uh, certainly when it comes to the PR side of things, but in, in lots of other ways too. So yeah, they bungled it. You know, it doesn't actually harm the Sooners. The Sooners have, you know, harmed their Big 12 title hopes all on their own, as Brent Venable said earlier this week. But, yeah, Kansas State, I guess, the big loser on this thing. It looks like Oklahoma State will be the big winner. But let me say this. Even though I think all of us kind of assume that there's a good chance that the favorites win out or win most of these games, in November, when the stakes are high, you just tend to see more upsets than you do at any other time of year. And so I would almost be surprised if, you know, chalk wins, if you will. Uh, it feels like some unexpected results are coming our way. I don't know where I'd pick it. I certainly don't think it's going to happen to OU uh, in their final two games. And I don't think it's going to happen to OSU either. The schedules are so favorable. But somewhere along the line, people are going to take losses that they probably shouldn't, and, and we'll see how it shakes out at that point. Caden, the most important question we could possibly ask you on this Thursday it has nothing to do with the Big 12. It has nothing to do with Oklahoma. It has to do with my personal life. So I am going to Albuquerque, New Mexico this evening. Oh, here we the go. The halfway point between here and Provo. And you, of course, as a native New Mexican, I would imagine, have some great insights as to stops I need to make while in the land of enchantment. Please enlighten me. Are you driving? I'm driving. There is nothing east of Albuquerque. It's it's rough. It's rough. Texas State Line, actually entire Oklahoma Panhandle, Texas Panhandle, eastern New Mexico, it's rough. But once you get to my fair city, Albuquerque, uh, I guess it'll be nightfall, so you can't do the Sandia Peak thing. There'll be no balloons out, uh, hot air balloons. Uh, So it's food, man. We have good weather and we have good food. Um, El Pinto is a great place to stop. Here's the thing. Wherever you go, there are New Mexican restaurants everywhere. Wherever you go, get the carne atabata, which is, I tell every, it, it's better than barbecue. It's, um, you know, the pork that they cook overnight, really slow cooked with the red chili inside, and it's absolutely delicious. It is a fantastic dish. Carne atabata. You can get it. If you want to check out the University of New Mexico right across the street, there's a famous restaurant called Frontier. They have fantastic carne atabata. You can get it with breakfast burritos. Trust me. You'll, you'll, thank me. you'll thank me later, Parker. All right. This is a very, very convenient day to have Caden on the show, Steely. Well done. Yes, that? absolutely. All right. Uh, so, Caden, uh, the, the, the TU is a star born with, Kirk Francis, after last week, the way he played against Tulane? <laughs> you know, I, I would not stick my neck out for somebody this soon. Um, and I guess is for Parker, I know Parker did stick his neck out for Kirk sometime last year. Is that the Nebraska yeah, baby. connection, Parker? Is What's that, that? His great grand, Is that because his grandfather, great-grandfather, was a Heisman runner-up for the University of Nebraska? Is that the, Or is so that just I, in covering high school football you came across 
to be honest with you, I had completely forgotten that Kirk's great-grandfather played at the University of Nebraska, and I had no idea he was a Heisman winner. I approached it more from the standpoint of, okay, I've seen this kid several times, and he is certifiably all that. There's absolutely no way he should be a preferred walk-on anywhere. Yep. So here's the thing, and uh, I think we all did the story at some point up here in Tulsa last year. Uh, He was a casualty of the transfer portal reducing greatly the number of kids that are being offered scholarships, especially by Power 5 schools. Uh, And that trickles down, and part of it is, you know, He's not the biggest kid in the world. He's not, you know, he doesn't have the greatest fastball in the world. He's not going to, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he's really accurate. He played in a system where the passing concepts were certainly advanced, um, and he got so many reps in it. And all that said, as impressed as I was with him at Metro Christian, I did not expect him uh, in what amounted to kind of his first career start, even though he didn't, you know, play the first series of the game. I did not expect him to go tune up the two-lane secondary the way he did. Um, His receivers made some great plays, and they did block for him better than they had. But there's something to be said for the fact, Mike Leach used to say it, you know, the kid who can just take a rock, hit the stop sign with it, ends up growing up to be an accurate quarterback. And the kids who can't, don't. Like, you just, you can't really teach accuracy. Kirk Francis has it. It unlocked some things in the TU passing game uh, that they've just struggled with for most of the year. When Cardell Williams has been on and healthy, uh, they, they've been okay uh, at different times. So they've been good at different times when he's good. Uh, but, boy, they've struggled otherwise. And uh, he, was, he was really good. Now, like, is, he, is it his job for the next four years? I, mean, I, I wouldn't say that at this point. Uh, Cardell is a talented kid. But I, I know for a fact, and I think Kevin Wilson believes this too, uh, Kurt can play at this level. And Kevin Wilson had some great things to say about the way he approached uh, practice and his role on the scout team, said he made every Tuesday and Wednesday his Super Bowl. And you just love when a kid's got that kind of head on his shoulders as a walk-on, stepped in uh, with the confidence to say, hey, I, you know, if given my opportunity, I feel like I can make the most of it. He certainly did that on Saturday. Hopefully he does it again uh, here on Senior Day. We assume he'll get the bulk of the snaps, and that could be a really good thing for TU going forward. So, yeah, that's cool. The Nebraska connection was just had nothing to do with it, but it's cool that you laid eyes on him and thought this guy can play because I think that speaks to your powers of observation there, Parker. Well, I appreciate that. Now, Caden, as far as the Big 12, as we turn our attention back there, what is more likely this weekend and why? The Cyclones get the better of the Longhorns up in Ames or we get a poke choke at the hands of Dana Holgerson? I've got to think it's Texas losing at Iowa State. And normally, you know, Texas obviously has had a couple of close calls in a row. You would assume that Quinn Ewers will be better this week than he was last. Uh, that's still, it should be the, the best team in the Big 12. But Iowa State got a great coach i mean i would still i would still take matt campbell over steve sarkeesian if it's just the coaching matchup you've got iowa state on the road at night right i mean ames is just that has become a special place a difficult place to play um i i assume that oklahoma state that was a one-off right they were due a clunker um hopefully they caught it all out in orlando I know it, it, that line is, you know, relatively close. I think Houston within about a touchdown. So, you know, Vegas doesn't think that OSU's 
a whole lot better than Houston. Uh, but it just the spot and the fact that I trust Matt Campbell much more than I do Dana Holgerson. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I, Iowa State beating Texas, would, which obviously would just be incredible news uh, for Oklahoma. Uh, that that feels really possible. I'm not going to say that that game's a coin flip. I would still pick Texas, but in no way do I would I be shocked uh, if the Cyclones get after the Longhorns in in what's a really really big spot. All right, 60 seconds. Who's going to be the next coach at A&M? Oh man. I, how how in the world can you pay somebody $76 million to go away and not go after, you know, the, the big flashy names, right? Urban Meyer, Deion Sanders, Dabble Sweeney, whoever. Um, I can't imagine it'll be Mike Norvell because he's right in the middle of a playoff hunt. They seem to like Mike Elko. He's done a great job. I mean, I guess if I had to bet on anybody, it'd be between Lane Kiffin and Mike Elko. Um, I'll, I'll say Lane Kiffin. But I don't feel real confident about that. I just think, knowing the Aggies, I, I feel like they're going to try and swing big on this thing, and it would be one of those first names I mentioned. Dabo Sweeney would be fun, right? That would be fun. Teddy Lehman said uh, he thinks it might be Muleshoe. What do you think? <laughs> um, just a laugh. That would, that, would be, uh, that would be amazing. I Surely not. Obviously, in this state is one thing. It's been on the slide nationally. I cannot. It will be in the toilet if he bounces on USC after two years and joins A&M. But uh, Teddy knows him better than I do. So, hey, let's get nuts. All right, Caden, good stuff. We appreciate you, my man. And uh, Parker, uh, you, you better take that recommendation, man. It, it sounds like he's very fired up about that uh, port uh, that he was talking about. That's there right. you go. Get it. Thank you, Caden. Thank you. You bet, fellas. Caden McFarland joining us. I love we asked him about what about Mule Shoe, and it was just a laugh. That was it. <laughs> First response. Just a, just a laugh for the retort. All right. Break time right here at Caden's Group. Nothing to laugh about when you have a disaster. You need to call the folks here at Caden's. Central Oklahoma, 405-573-3048. Up north, Tulsa. 918-282-7612. Cabin's the best in the business. Coming right back here on the home of Sooner fans. Here at Cabin's Group on a Thursday. Love being out here. Great people out here. They do uh, fantastic work. The very best in the business here at Cabin's Group. They uh, specialize in uh, disaster response. Water, fire, mold, hazmat. And uh, they have an incredible reputation. Gary has done a great job, and uh, it's family business, and they give back to the community. Gary also works, man, big time. He's not like kicking back at some desk with his feet up, smoking a cigar. He's out on a job right now, and he's out on a job a lot, or he's out training. So uh, they just are a phenomenal uh, company with a great, great reputation. And if you have a situation, you know, this winter where your pipe bursts or you find mold or you need – you know, water extracted from your home or business, any kind of emergency response. They're doing mold-free construction now, a new service, 405-573-3048. In uh, the northern part of Oklahoma, 918-282-7612. Check out everything they offer at Cavens Group online. That's CavensGroup.com. Okay, um, 
Do you okay? So give me the name of that uh, dish that uh, Caden recommended for you. I've already, gosh, I've already forgotten it. Carne. I, Did you write it I, down? You I, well, sir. I couldn't figure out how to spell it. Okay, Caden, text him. Carne. And, uh, make sure that he knows. Carne. Something. Something. Carne. Something. Something. Give me some. Uh, here you go. Carne. Adavada. Carne. Adavada. All right. It sounds pretty tasty. I, I think you should partake. I don't think our, our man Caden McFarland would lead you wrong. He is one of the uh, one of the experts on Albuquerque, along with Walter White, Jesse Pinkman, and Gus Fring. It does look delicious. I'm looking at recipes now. Ooh, ah, man, it does sound good. Really good. Okay, uh, how about football games this week? Uh, we know we've got uh, big ones in the conference. Obviously, the Sooners at BYU, OSU in Houston, uh, K-State at Kansas on FS1. Texas at Iowa State is going to be on Fox at 7 p.m. Um, you know who I think could be in trouble this weekend? Washington. As uh, how are you, George Washington? I think Washington's the Washington actually Huskies. an underdog. They're an underdog yeah. in Corvallis. Are they really? Yeah. They're I a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Holy cow. Well, Oregon State, man, the Beavers, they can be very tough, especially in Holding Corvallis. Holding up the flag for the Pac-2. Yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see. You've also got Georgia, Tennessee, Louisville at Miami, Florida, Missouri. Missouri is becoming a problem. They could be the, the new tech of the SEC, where you just, just go away like a gnat, you know. Just I don't like Eli Drinkwitz. There's something wrong with his medulla oblongata and that wimpy little, we stand on business, Josh Pike. You know, I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> that is so bad. I mean, he, that looks so bad. They've got, uh, they have to go to, they've got Florida at home, then they go to Fayetteville to close it out. I mean, Missouri can be probably is going to be ten and two. Uh, you know, that is so annoying. People on Who, the text line were trying to tell me it was carne asada. No, if it were that simple, I would have remembered it. Yeah, it was not right. carne asada. No, you got Liars. it right. It was called what again? Carne, carne adovada. Carne adovada. Okay, there's a difference. Yes, I was like carne. I, I, I couldn't recall. I knew it was like carne avocado something. <laughs> Adovada. There you go. Now, man, you are like the uh, you're the uh, the media member who is logs more miles, I think, than anybody else. Well, in the words of the man in black, I've been everywhere. Yes, I mean, you're you you're like the the Madden bus. Now, you just need it's you need Madden to get a bus. you know. You're not afraid of flying, though, right? Like John Madden, you just enjoy the. Do you enjoy the road trips? Does Rebecca ever go on the trips with you? Uh, every so often, she's not going on this one. Mm-hmm. Tried to get well, her to come on it with me, but she didn't have enough leave days to take from the military. How many times will will you listen to the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald on this excursion? At least that, once, in your okay. honor. Good. And good, good, good. I don't think don't think it will go forgotten that you failed to perform 
the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald this week. I even offered you an out. I said you could do one verse if you did it as Howard Schnellenberg. We'll eventually get around to it. Maybe it's a little bit after, like after the football season or before the bowl game. Maybe we'll get back to it. But I just, I, I just felt like six minutes yesterday would have been enough already. You know, one of those texts coming in. So, but we'll get back around to it. We've got to do. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot again, rest in peace. We've got to pay tribute to him. All right, I want to thank Gary, Amanda, everybody, Chris out here at Cavens Group. They are awesome. Tomorrow, coming at you on an OEC Fiber Football Friday from another great place, the one, the only, Riverwind Casino. Good times at Riverwind Casino. Everybody have a great Thursday.